Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Thanks so much for tuning in to Bravo Happy Hour. Just a reminder that if you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts, give it a five-star rating, and leave a little review. It's the best way to let other Bravo lovers find out about the show. Today's episode is blessed with the presence of Troy McGeady, who is the host of the hilarious podcast, The Smush Room, which is a weekly deep dive into the well-known and not-so-well-known Hollywood romances of your favorite reality TV stars. Welcome! Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm really excited, too. I've been listening to your show for so long. I can't believe how long it's been going. I'm looking here. You have 116 episodes. It makes absolutely no sense. Like, I I literally feel like I started my podcast two days ago, so I don't know. It's a legend. <laughs> well, I have to ask, like, what has been your favorite couple to really deep dive in? You've done literally everyone at this point. It's incredible. <laughs> Um, I like the ones, you know, I've got to be honest, like, I like the dark ones just because, oh, like, yeah. <laughs> there are couples that I feel like I'm doing some sort of, like, uh, like, it may, in my mind, it makes me feel like what I'm doing isn't, like, trivial when I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah. this person's bad and we all should know that they're bad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. people should know this. So I like the episodes that are dark. Like, I really enjoyed the Charlie Sheen one because oh. it's just, like, in, it was three parts. Like, it was endless amount of just horrendous <laughs> information about this monster. Um, but, and then I like the just really dumb, cheesy, tacky ones, like Flava Flav and Brigitte Nicholson, where it's just like truly, it's like just eating something fried. Like it's just like so indulgent and stupid. It's like so lowbrow that it actually kind of turns highbrow. <laughs> yeah, that's my, <laughs> that's my gig. <laughs> <laughs> and you focus on a lot of Bravo ones, most recently the Kenya Moore relationship history, which that is so just sad to see it's like kind of it's like the only way to say it is just kind of sad it's really sad it's sad that her identity now has just become like she's the woman who will live in her shoes like she's just like like an old spinster that's what she's gonna end up being you know what i mean yeah i know and now she's got the kid and we're gonna probably see her now going through like the divorce situation and then when she's dating again that's something I really don't think I need to see. I feel like yeah, we've seen her date all of these guys. I mean, the mat of it all like should have been a red flag that her picker might be off. I mean, Matt was the absolute worst. And then like, there's just something about like this most recent relationship too. like the fact that it wasn't like that we didn't get to finally see any of that happen was just mm-hmm. such like a missed opportunity, even though it didn't work out, but it just would have been so nice for her like story arc yeah. for us to finally see her like get in a real relationship that isn't like paid for yeah. or um you know what I mean? A, yeah, like yeah. just psychotic. Like I don't know, it would have been cool, but Well, that's all another thing that makes me question their relationship in the first place. Like maybe it wasn't so like peaches and cream like she kind of made it out to be. Because then the moment he gets on the screen He's like, fuck this, like, I'm cheating on you and I'm out, you know? So maybe he was always kind of like that with her, which is why she consciously was like, I'm going to get married without cameras there. All the girls aren't going to be there. Like, he's not going to really be in my life because maybe he was kind of a sketch ball. But she was like, you know what? If the fans don't see, then maybe we can, like, portray this as, like, our perfect happy ending with the baby at the end, which, you know, looked nice on Instagram, but you know, reality sets in and he's probably a jerk. (laughs) Honestly, that's how I felt. Like when everybody was saying like, Oh, he doesn't want to film. Like he doesn't want to be on TV. And my mind, I was like, I bet she doesn't want him on TV Mm -hmm. because 
she can just create this image of like what she wants him to be for us if we don't like see him talk, you know? Yeah. Also, like when these guys, especially the men on Atlanta, get on these shows and they get the women sliding into their DMs, mm-hmm. like he becomes, you know, quote unquote famous. And yep. that's opening a whole other can of worms. And, you know, Peter Thomas is a great example of that. It's like you're with Cynthia, like the most beautiful woman oh, ever. Know. And you're choosing to like be you know a terrible husband deceitful and then like cheating on her and like those creepy videos with like him like choking that girl in like a dance floor i'm like what is this sexy yeah. but what do i know have you, ever, <laughs> have you ever read that um that housewives article i think that it was for like vice i want to say it was for like vice or viceland or something and it was like all of the former house husbands like retaliating oh, yeah <laughs> yeah, I think it was like led by Peter where he's like, we don't get the proper credit we deserve and how hard this job is. It's like, what are you talking about? You do nothing. Like, just show up and be there for your wife. You don't have to be a petty little like bitch, which like is what Nini called him. But like, it's true. Like, you don't have it's to true. be messy like that. Like, you chose to do that. <laughs> it was like Peter and Slade Smiley, hand in hand, finger blinked. <laughs> Like, like hosting a, a youth in revolt against Bravo, like as if anybody is going to believe Slade Smiley. Like, are you kidding me? As Slade is the man who's like constantly positioning himself, himself to still get on TV with Gretchen. Like the two of them would drop absolutely everything to get back onto the Real Housewives of OC or any reality show at this rate. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, look at how these men have been portrayed. It's like, well, not all of them. Like the ones that aren't shitty, i.e., like Bobby Zarin, yeah. were never portrayed poorly because <laughs> they just weren't Simon Van Kempising all over New York. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's not that hard. Like the editors only have so much to really work with, and if you're being a jerk, that is what they're gonna show. But you know, yeah. Me- Megan King Edmonds' husband Jim exclusively was a, like a piece of crap to her on screen and then he's like that's yeah. not me and then she'd say oh you don't see the good sides of him it's like well you know they would show some of them if he had like a good side like i think cameron westcott's husband court like i actually find him to be like a great husband and a good dad i'm like you know you yeah. know she's you know crazy in her own little way but like I don't know. I kind of find him to be like, he loves her. He's like, yeah, she's crazy. Whatever. It's kind of our thing. Whatever. Like, I don't care. Yeah. And I like that. And the same, yeah, with Bobby Zarin, where he's like, yeah, Jill will, you know, do whatever she wants, uh, but I love her. I'm like, That's what I'm yeah. looking for. Someone to enable like, my crazy. <laughs> like, you <laughs> physically said those words. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, whose fault is it that you looked like an asshole? Like, yeah. <laughs> Slate Smiley, we were literally introduced to you as this, like, rich like playboy who got yeah. tied down and like and then you stop paying child support publicly it's like what do you want from us yeah and also like he came in with joe where he was like we live in a 10 million dollar mansion and i told her <laughs> you can't work and she's like sitting in this house alone like doesn't have kids like doesn't have anything to do and he <laughs> was just lying the whole time about having any money i'm like all of this is insane and he never once was like yeah, you know, I kind of did do all of those things. He's like, you know what? I'm going to date Lori and then I'm going to meet Gretchen and she's just going to happen to be desperate and willing enough to go with me for the long haul. Oh. <laughs> and Joe was like, what, tw- like fucking 21 on yeah. camera getting drunk from like Bahama breezes, yeah. crying into like frozen daiquiris on camera. Like, 
Like, sir, your trajectory has been very dark. Nobody is to blame for how you've been portrayed on TV but you. Yeah, also he had, like, a son with, like, crazy cancer and all of this stuff. And he's like, yeah, nope, not paying child support. I'm going to go to yeah. comedy shows and make fun of Vicky Gunvalson as a career <laughs> when, like, you could be, like, you know, going to a nine-to-five, making money, having insurance for your kids. But no, no, you'd yeah. rather just ride on the coattails of your... The housewife girlfriend since they're just boyfriend girlfriend still like how long is can someone be engaged like is there a limit i don't the know the limit does not now exist he, now his job is to just like carry around gretchen christine product like from the car to the house every day you know like his main job is like going to ups like once a day and dropping off like the two packages a day <laughs> <laughs> or two like shitty pallets like from yeah. Walgreens. Oh. <laughs> oh my god. Well, this is a good segue into hopefully what is going to be a budding engagement. Tinsley Mortimer from the Real Housewives of New York was confirmed to be dating Scott again. However, Sources are saying she is now skipping out on filming for the Real Housewives of New York because she's living in Chicago with Scott, which we believe means engagement is coming soon, I think, or is, has happened. People are now saying she's already married, but what, I don't know what to believe. What is, like, at what point (laughs) do you just throw your hands up with Tinsley? Like, when are you, when do you feel like is your breaking point? Well, it was kind of a few weeks ago because I was really proud that she left him. Like rumors had it. She was dating like Billy Bush and you know, obviously, (laughs) you know, (laughs) with his notoriety, maybe not the best option, but her going out and dating other people I thought was good, but it was not surprising that they got back together. However, I respect that she might be moving to Chicago. I think that would be good. And then, yeah. Um, Lucy on the ground is a great Instagram account that really has a lot of good hot tea. She lives in Chicago and she's been told by a bunch of people that supposedly they're going to be filming like a real housewife of Chicago. And it's going to be like Tinsley's Ooh. introduction, like with these girls and she's going to be on that show, which would be you the know, first I've of been that. saying for years that they need a Chicago housewives. It is so specific. Like that is like, a true it's like almost like potomac in a sense where it's like really like peeling like a curtain back and being like what yeah you know what i mean it's just such a specific like it's such a specific part of the country it's like a place with like a a really specific history that would be amazing do you think is that true i don't know but you're right like it is really specific because it's like midwestern values but in a metropolitan city and they're like the suburbs of Chicago are so nice, like very, very opulent and fancy. And I think it'd be great. And, you know, Chicago women, I, I, a lot of my girlfriends are from Chicago and they're fucking badasses. So I would love to see this. However, I don't know how much Tinsley can really hold the show as like the main person to start the show around, you know, like, I don't know right. if I'm, I don't know if it's not like Bethany moving to Boston with Paul and then like starting a Raw Housewives of Boston where I kind of think I'm like, right. oh yeah, Bethany could like be the leader. Whereas Tinsley like may end up just being like the runt of the litter with another group of women. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And yeah. that's like, I mean, truly like I, um, I did an episode on Tinsley and oh, this is so dark. I did an episode oh, on Tinsley and Constantine from Ooh. American Idol. I'm telling you, it's very lowbrow. Oh my God. I'm running a lowbrow operation. <laughs> Um, but like, 
I went back and rewatched Tinsley's old show, High Society, mm. her first reality show. And like, she's always been that girl, like a Lauren Conrad, who's just like surrounded by interesting people and doesn't really do a whole lot herself, but just like, you know, <laughs> makes comments about the interesting people that are around her. So yeah, I can't, unless she's, again, just surrounded by people that are bigger personalities, I don't think Tinsley could like run her own little, that's like unimaginable to me. <laughs> Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, who's who's to say? She was spotted in Orlando, Florida this last night, which is Friday night. So maybe they're doing their little, like, engagement getaway. But I feel like she's someone who would have, like, posted it on Instagram already, even though she might be in, uh, like, deep water with the producers of Roni. So she might also just be, like, um, turning her phone off and not doing any of her responsibilities, not going to work. (laughs) Which, like, love that. And I'm trying to also do that. I mean, I will say that, like, even though Bethany leaving the franchise is, like, truly, it's something that I'll never... Like, I'm still in shock, and I don't know if I'll ever get over it. Um... (laughs) I have, like, you know, Luann's been on this, like, press tour talking about how the women can all shine now. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I guess it will be nice to see if Tinsley shines, uh, as as uh, Luann put it. Well, I did see that they went to the circus again, and Scott came with her this year. Oh, my God. Like, oh, my we God. Tinsley at the circus. That was <laughs> the dark ages for Tinsley. <laughs> Crying <laughs> to her mom. And, like, even that whole entire scene, like, was so Real Housewives of New York. Like, Sonia's holding a stranger's baby who's shitting on her the whole time. Like, <laughs> Sonia's like, don't worry, I'm used to it. Like, what? What are you talking like, about? In Dolly curls, like, cry, like hysterically crying in, like, Dolly makeup. Yeah. It's like, this is so <laughs> absurd. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on, but I think Lou is right. She said the girls are kind of excited and relieved that she's off the show because Bethany does take up a lot of attention. Yeah. And this past season, it wasn't as bad with Skinny Girl as it was in the seasons that Bethany came back from taking mm-hmm. her hiatus. She came back and was just guns blazing. Like, this is like a branded content episode just full <laughs> of, like, uh, Skinny Girl promotion. <laughs> yeah. It was – yeah. I recently did, like, a, a like New York binge. Like, I just, like, started from the beginning because – that's like, not. you know, New York is like my favorite franchise for sure. And it's just such a treat to like go back and rewatch it every once in a while. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, that season that she came back was just like, oh my God, like it was absurd. And I can't believe that we were in a mental place where we thought that that was like even remotely normal. <laughs> like just skinny girl branded content, literally every everywhere you looked i mean and like her even like the fights of like who created the skinny girl cocktail like that in itself is an advertisement like bethany and lou fighting over who created the name and how lou thinks she should get a cut which like (laughs) is very lou like no and like bravo re-airing that sepia toned as if it was some relic they dusted off (laughs) of her sitting at the table saying the name skinny girl margarita yeah. <laughs> it's like they they went through the vaults and found old footage. Yeah. Who really ago. did create the skinny girl margarita? <laughs> <laughs> I want that investigation opened ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> Absurd. Oh my god. Oh 
my god. Well, speaking of other feuds happening in Bravo, the Real Housewives of Orange County star Vicky Gundelson has just filed two lawsuits, one against NBC and one against Kelly Dodd. So so Vicky Gundelson, we talked about it on this we talked about it a couple months ago on this, how she was being sued by this 82-year-old woman for like insurance fraud. Supposedly, <laughs> this woman's husband got her got himself life insurance through Kodo Insurance and he died and then the wife tried to claim all the money and they'd been customers since like 1996 and Vicky and the company said they had no money on record for them when they had been like paying monthly payments every single month since 96. So Vicky got sued by her and Kelly supposedly brings this up on one of the most recent episodes of OC saying like you prey on older people, you're a con woman, you engaged in fraud. And so now Vicky is suing Bravo and Kelly for having the nerve to put this on screen because this is going to cause her business a lot of losses i guess <laughs> i mean this is just truly confirmation that vicky has no self-awareness at all like how dare you feel like you can sue anybody for like making claims are you out of your mind also out of all of the things that vicky has done on this show like she enabled a man who's faking cancer and faking yeah. cancer and medical documents and she's like, no, that's not going to affect my business. Um, this is this, you know, like 82 year old woman's claim, which, you know, is probably true, which is why she's freaking out about the fact that it's mm-hmm. going to be on television. And I've already, everyone always, everybody already knows Vicky's a fraud, but now, but no one's ever really talked about her as a fraud in terms of business, which like mm-hmm. business is her everything. So it makes sense that she's going hard on Kelly and Bravo. <laughs> But, like, don't you think that this is, like, a surefire way to, like, never be allowed to come back? Like, she's already demoted, Mm -hmm. and, like, suing Bravo is, like, the worst choice. Like, Andy will not have it. Definitely not. I don't know what she's really thinking, because wasn't it always a thing that people on Bravo, like, castmates couldn't sue each other based on things that happened on the show? I feel like that was, like, a, a legal thing I've just, like, heard throughout the years. However, maybe because she's a friend of now, the uh, contract is a little bit different about who she can sue, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've heard that, too, that you can't, like, like, you can't just sue people for, like, claims, but then there are people like Joanna Krupa oh, that yeah. I don't know if, I don't know. I don't understand how that works, but this is, like, wild, and, like, I also just want to say to play devil's advocate that I do think that Kelly Dodd is like, I think it's almost as much as I love seeing her on TV. I think that it's almost irresponsible that Kelly Dodd's on TV. Yeah, I think she's definitely a loose cannon. And whereas sometimes I love watching her because, you know, we need something a little bit messy. I kind of agree with you where she's willing to go like down and dirty and really like drag someone. And she has good reason because Vicky like said all the train stuff and then all the cocaine accusations. So it's understandable why she's going hard on Vicky. However, yeah, I would agree that she's definitely a liability and you never know what's going to come out of her mouth. Yeah. Like there's just something, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. There's just something wrong with, there's something wrong with Kelly Dodd. Like there's just clearly something not there like this something is not connecting i don't know what it is but like 
I, I get like weird, scary thoughts. The fact that she's like raising a child like scares me. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. she's like responsible for a human being. Kelly Dodd. And her daughter is a great young woman. And yeah. it's interesting how Kelly will like go to her and be like, Vicky's talking shit about me again. And she's like, are you surprised? I just feel like there needs to be some sort of like distance between what you say to your kid. Like, you know, my parents never really fought and I was lucky for that. So I never really had to like see or have like my mom like come to me and confide in me about like their divorce. Like, or like my mom never came to me for relationship advice, like with her girlfriends when I'm like 11, like that's my job. Like I go to you. Like, cause yeah. I'm the kid and you're the mom. You're like that. You have your friends for that. But I also don't really know if Kelly has friends. She had those friends from Arizona who we saw, but like by the sounds of like their conversation, all they did was like, you know, party and like break things and fight with people. So I'm like, oh, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a basis of good quality friendship. <laughs> and like her daughter seems very exhausted of talking about mm-hmm. this trivial dumb shit. Like in her, I feel like she's like, this is so immature the shit that you guys fight about like it's a it's insane that you can't just like go to dinner without somebody like laying under a table screen crying like (laughs) it's crazy (laughs) i mean i thought the tea party scene was pretty ridiculous the bronwyn versus gina fight over uh, like the charter school private school conversation one the fact that Bronwyn sends her kids to charter schools is so on brand that I was not surprised when she's like no it's not private school but it's a charter school it's like okay okay so you donate to a school okay that makes a lot of sense she's like we have only so much money to donate and we decide to donate to the school i'm like oh my god mm-hmm. bronwyn makes all the hairs of my arms individually raised on their own like i literally get so uncomfortable i just i don't i like do not respond well to her and like when she starts breaking out into hysterics oh, the god. minute somebody confronts her about like the tiniest thing and like running around a restaurant like asking some 14 year old host for the bathroom is your screen crying like it's too much yeah and I, I've been going back and forth, like every episode I do of this, it's like, depends on the most recent week's episode, like how I feel about people on these shows. And yeah. with her, I really liked her coming in. I thought she was like way confident, you know, cool. Yeah. And then now as we like get more invested in her family life, it just feels mm-hmm. like she's not willing to talk about anything real about herself in a way like she talks about her daughter's eating disorder and her mom's shit and everybody else's stuff but it's like okay but like you need to open up a little bit more yeah we understand you had like a weird childhood with your mom but like maybe you need to like unpack some of this stuff with your mom because it's clearly like resonating in your friendships and the way you parent and being yeah so quick to just immediately start sobbing when Gina like wasn't even I mean Gina did you know, start yelling at her and screaming in her face. But like in the beginning, she wasn't being crazy. She just was like, don't talk about like, don't put me down because my kids go to public school, which like, isn't a bad thing. And they're also like in orange County. So I can't really see the public schools that they're going to being like, you know, it can't be that bad. And, and obviously she's sensitive because she's going through all of this stuff. And then the second, like a kid has an issue, especially with like any sort of like developmental stuff, like that's hard for a parent. And I don't think Bronwyn was like picking on her in that way, but I do think like the immediate crying was just like, come on, like have a conversation. 
Yeah, it's like <clears throat> like things like that annoy me too. Like it's the uh, it's like the need to like in some way be a part of the conversation. Like oh, we have to take a five minute break from me opening up to talk about how your kids went to chart go to charter school and how you like public school. Like okay, thank you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's like, thanks for that input. Um, and yeah, I agree with you. I think that she like she seems to obviously live in her childhood trauma in a way that's like really unhealthy. Like we all live in our childhood trauma, obviously, <laughs> but it's, there's something wrong when you're like a full fledged adult and it's constantly on the tip of your tongue. Like yeah. you are constantly ready to explain to somebody how you were neglected as a child. Like all roads point towards you being left on a bar and yeah. You know, it's like sad and it's a wild story, but it's like, it's weird how often she's talking about it, but like also not doing anything about it. Yeah. It's so close to the surface. She's so quick to like get upset and you know, she has money. Like you need to go to therapy. You need to be working through some of this stuff because now the fact that your mom is on TV and like, I feel like the mom gaslights her a little bit like, ah, it wasn't that bad. Ah, your I life wasn't that bad. Too. She's like, um, you were lucky. You got to go to cool bars and shows. It's like, yeah, but like mm-hmm. kids need routine. They need like comfort. They need like silence and like a normal nighttime routine. Like, and to go to school and to not have your mom like constantly be shipping you off to the grandparents, which even that, like, she's like, yeah, I never, I called like my grandpa, like, I can't remember what she calls him, but like, it's more like a dad. And that just yeah. kind of made me sad. And and the fact that her mom does not care or can't take any negative complaints about what she did. But then you then actually you see where Bronwyn gets it from. Bronwyn also can't yeah. take any negative critique on anything she's ever done or anything she's ever said. So maybe Apple yeah. doesn't. But she at least her, isn't rocking the Dr. Deb outfits yet. <laughs> no multicolored dreads yet. <laughs> Nothing yet. like a white woman um, with dreads. That's, I, it's always... <laughs> I agree with you. I think that her mom gaslights her. I think that she likes to twist the knife a little bit. And it's obviously really, 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 really super easy to get her worked up. And I think her mom is like probably her whole life enjoyed just kind of, you know, I'm going to make her cry real quick because it's so easy. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) one sentence and she's like on her knees hyperventilating and I'm going to do it because I'm bored and we're hiking. Yeah. And that's like a weird power thing, too. Where it's, Mm -hmm. like, regardless of what she did, she left you. Like, I could still, like, I still matter to you because I can make you cry in a second. Like, you still care about what I think. You still care about what I do uh, in terms of, like, our family and that weird aunt situation. So, I don't know. I think that is layered. That is a layered relationship for sure. For sure. (laughs) Well, staying in OC, Megan King, Edmonds, and Jim have been duking it out. And Jim has now changed his tune. Last week he was calling her a narcissist. (laughs) I'm like, my dude, can't you just like take the high road? You're an adult man and you're posting like Instagram like quotes on your stories. Like Like, like, so petty. You're a father of like 40 kids at this point. Like just stay in your lane. But he, he wrote this statement to Us Weekly or something saying like marriage is difficult blah 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 like building this house two hardworking people at times we're exhausted and feel like our life has just become one of distrust kids work house sleep and repeat it's like yeah dude 
that's what a family is. Like (laughs) working, kids, being in the house, sleeping. And the distrust part like is a you problem. But like the other things are like the building blocks of a a relationship. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) He's like, it seems like all we do is go to work and come home and take care of our children. It's It's like, well. That's kind of the gig. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of what you signed up for when you became, you know, yeah. husband, dad. I don't know. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's such an asshole, such- dude. I, ugh, gross. Oh, my God. He ends up saying, I have way too much love for my wife and kids to let this happen. And it's time for us to get back to the private life we used to live. Megan is a truly special woman who my kids are so fortunate to have as a mother, hoping for peace, normalcy, and the ability to move on. I love my family and will make it right again. Like, okay. Okay. Like, did you ever think that Megan was going to actually leave him? No. Even after, like, all no, of the right? whole cheating stuff. Because I think in her heart, she wants, like, a nuclear family. She wants her kids to have, you know, their dad. And I think, like, she yeah. wants that and sees, has, like, family values. So she's like, oh, you know, I can forgive him and try and, you know, be a good wife and stick by him even though he made this crazy mistake. It's like just because you found out about this one doesn't mean there aren't others. Like he slipped up letting this girl, you know, come into the forefront and into the press and Mm -hmm. like leak all this stuff. But if there's one, I always feel like there are others and it's just a matter of time before – I mean the nannies potentially. (laughs) Like it seems like he has a pattern of this kind of behavior. I think so too. And I feel like Megan is the girl you and Kara actually talked about this for like, you know, she, um, like had was quoted saying something about like how she looked or like basically alluding to like, you know, she's gorgeous. And like, why is this happening to her? And like, whatever. And it's like, I think Megan is one of those girls where like, she'll never understand that the problem is not that she's like not pretty do you know what i mean like yeah like there's actually bigger issues and once you get to like a certain age and like a certain point i feel like people especially really beautiful people like still can't understand that they like aren't like the prettiest girl on the cheerleading squad where like all the little boys want them it's like yeah but like at a certain point like you know other things personality develops confidence develops careers develop and people like you know yeah you could be beautiful and that is what you are but like hello, like there's gotta be something more yeah. like to make love like actually last, which like, <laughs> yeah. Like the problem is that you think that's the problem gal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, the fact that you think that like your hair not being blown out enough is like the reason is like a problem for all everybody involved. Yeah. And I don't think she can understand that. And yeah, her being like, after I saw the photo of this ugly trick, he was messaging. Yes. I I knew he would never do it. It's like, no, he's looking for attention. He's looking to be deceitful. He's looking to hurt you. Like, and it doesn't matter. And honestly, the uglier the girl, the more it'll hurt you, frankly. Like, like, hello. The illusion that men only cheat because of looks is like the craziest thing to me. It's like it's wild. No, no, there's a lot more to cheating. And oh, no, I feel bad for those kids. But Me the too. fact that now he's like, I will make my family great again. Like, okay, okay. bro. Like, I will, I will wait. And I know Megan is like a strong woman in a way. Like, I feel like she has like a pretty decent head on her shoulder. Like, I don't think she'll get back with him after all of this. I feel like, I mean, he filed for divorce. He's like, bitch, I'm done. Like, but I hope they don't reconcile at this rate. Like she can find like a great guy and 
like move on to like a new chapter of her life without like all of this bad yeah. like energy with Jim. <laughs> I'm sure Andy's floating off the ground in excitement. With AMC Plus, the plus doesn't just mean more, it means better. Available through the platforms you're already on, AMC Plus is a premium streaming bundle with the best of AMC, plus the complete collections of Shudder, Sundance Now, and IFC Films Unlimited. Get the latest from The Walking Dead with early access and exclusives. Binge acclaimed series like Mad Men, ad-free, and with new content dropping each week, like Gangs of London, a powerful drama about London's criminal underworld, there's always something fresh to check out. Sign up at amcplus.com amcplus.com amc plus only the good stuff for many of us the holidays will look different this year family and friend reunions might not be the same but that shouldn't stop us from feeling close that's why i'm gifting my loved ones the most meaningful gift this year a chance to tell their story and share memories using StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with family, especially those you can't see in person this year. Around this time last year, I lost my grandfather and I felt this insane guilt that I didn't ask him enough questions about his love story with my grandma, his career, his immigration journey from Italy in the 1960s, and so much more. To honor his birthday this past year, I gifted my grandma a StoryWorth membership. Every week, StoryWorth emails her a different prompt with questions you'd never think to ask, like if you were to do it over, what would you have done differently? Or when was your first kiss? You can customize your prompts to ask anything you'd like. So I obviously had to ask, who's your favorite grandkid? Just kidding. <laughs> After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that ships for free. I'm planning to order one for myself, my brothers, and my cousins so we can share our grandparents' story with our children someday. Give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash bravohh. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off. If you are anything like me, you haven't bought a single gift for anybody this year, maybe other than yourself. <laughs> this will be an amazing gift for anybody who is looking for that last minute gift that doesn't involve shipping costs and will be something that you can pass down to your families for generations. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off off you guys and you get a deal look at that though oh you know his ass texted him the minute texted her well he like actually you know what andy's weird because andy loved jim because jim was like a baseball guy in st louis oh Oh my god i forgot about that and like it was so random like jim was never nice to people on the show but then like the second he was near andy and andy was like you know fangirling him and the, uh, the king of bravo so duh and then yeah huge cardinals fan and jim i'm like smiled for the first time i'm like uh, interesting yeah very interesting <laughs> i feel like it was really hard for i, I think it, it was hard for jim coming into the show and realizing that like the audience of this show does not give a <laughs> single fuck about you your career your accomplishments what you've done to us you are truly a stranger and for (laughs) most people not to speak for everybody but like for most people that watch housewives like we don't give a fuck about your foosball stats you know what i mean so (laughs) it's probably really hard for him to like you know swallow that pill like oh my god this really is all about my wife the only person that cares is andy (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my god and you know what and that probably bruised his ego a bit where he's like used to being the guy who people stop for photos and then you know yep. at the local bed bath and beyond megan's getting you know people coming up to her and wanting to talk to her about whatever so yeah. that's definitely always a hard pill to swallow for some famous men who end up with who have women who were never in the spotlight and then suddenly get thrusted on this major show and then yep. every woman knows them like even like you know, people come up to me and like they'll like say like they're one like if they don't watch Bravo, they'll say like one random Bravo thing to me, and I'm like, yes. everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay. I had someone say like, did you? So did you watch the Teresa and Joe thing? I said, yeah, it's my Super Bowl. I got cable. Like for it. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, of course I saw it. Like it's my Super Bowl. <laughs> like I'm like, yeah, of course. But yeah, things definitely. Especially for the women who don't have any notoriety before they come into this new life and their husbands are like, wait, 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 wait. So you're saying like I'm not the king anymore? Like, Yeah. I'm it's confused. not middle-aged women coming up to me at Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah. It's you? Oh. Yeah. Nope. Not not my house. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be miserable and scowl my yeah. face until it's over. Well, moving on to happy news. Cynthia Bailey from The Real Housewives of Atlanta got engaged this past... This past July, and her and Mike Hill, her fiancé, had been dating since August 2018. They actually met on Steve Harvey's show where there was like a uh, segment where it was like a dating honeymooner thing. And so the two of them have decided to now team up together to produce a (laughs) dating show. Uh, uh, yeah. What do you think about this? I think it's a little soon. <laughs> like, uh, like what the fuck, Cynthia? Cynthia needs to stop getting into business arrangements with the men she's with. Because they just take her for what granted. What the fuck? What? So, like, in what world is this smart a smart thing to do? They said, we actually have a new show we just got a development deal for. It's called The Hookup. And we wanted to take our love and experience and excitement and actually help other people meet. So stay tuned for that. We're in the early stages. The great thing is, we're going to be hosting the show. Like, that's not the great thing. <laughs> like, for Oh, my who? God. Oh, my whole face is contorted. I don't like this at all. Yeah. I don't know. I think we don't need any show like this. But... I don't know. Like, we don't know <laughs> enough about them to ca- I mean, like, who cares? Like, <laughs> who wants this? Who, who asked ca- for this? Like, if, nobody asked for this. Like, if Nini and Greg were doing this, <laughs> Nini and Greg were in, like, a great place right now, <laughs> and they were doing it, they have, like, 30 years of a marriage to, you know, bounce off of. Like, you guys literally just met. This is weird. Yeah, it seems a little soon to be like, the two of us uh, are all-knowing on relationships and love. And if like, yeah. if you want a great relationship, look at us. It's like, again, you've known each other for, they met in August of 2018. So, <laughs> like, it's been a year since they've known each other. A little, you know, more than, like, whatever, a year and a half. So I think I need, like, a five-year benchmark before yes. people can do start hosting a dating show. <laughs> Yeah, like I need to see a full season of your ups and downs. Yeah. I need to see how you guys deal with problems. I need to see how you fight. I need to see how you joke around. I need to see like, I, you know, I need a little bit more from you before you start p- patty stangering people. Like, I don't know. 
<laughs> we'll have it. I can't. Oh my god. Yeah. And if anyone ever saw the trajectory of Patty Stanger, she's forever single because her <laughs> backwards approach to love. It's like you know what? You're fat. Your hair's disgusting. No man will ever love you for who you are. Change everything about you, and then maybe you'll find a man. It's like that's that's your advice, and even the concept of like billionaire matchmaker, like oh, so now like it's confirmed that you only like you go to this matchmaking service, to, like go to like one of the cocktail parties to like talk to a rich guy. Like, how much of a loser is this rich guy? He really can't meet anyone if like he's also marketing himself as like a rich man. I, I feel like you could just like part. go to a bar. <laughs> and then go to a bar for seven nights in a row and you'll meet some woman and you know you may you maybe really fall in love or you might just be able to meet you know whatever some woman to have your kids whatever you want but yeah no patty sanger <laughs> she put a bad taste in my mouth for matchmaking in general yeah patty Stanger's always because like um jeff lewis has a really hard time getting guests on his uh serious show Shocking. and patty stinger comes on like literally eight times a week <laughs> Um, she's like always just waiting in the studio to be asked to like record something. <laughs> and uh, she is like, nothing's changed. She's just giving wild, salacious advice that is unsolicited. Like, brunettes are out this year. Everybody's doing blondes. So blonde a man. Like, wait, what? What? <laughs> Men hate girls. It's like, what? <laughs> 10 inch heels are higher. <laughs> nothing less. You won't get a man. Yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> Like, imagine all of those women out there who aren't wearing stilettos every day, who are happily married with a great man who's loyal. Uh, imagine that. Imagine that. Ugh. Yeah. Or, like, imagine, like, all the men that have, like, enough of a style sense to know that, like, they don't want a girl who's wearing, like, a, a, like a bondage dress from 2013. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, a platform pump. Like, they know yeah. that that's not what they want, and that's fine. Also, like... When you start rocking, like, an 11-inch heel, like, on your day-to-day, like, that says so much more than looking hot. Like, you can look good, and that's great, of course, whatever, it elongates your legs, gives you better posture, but there's also, like, a type of psyche of where it's, like, you're going to Trader Joe's, like, <laughs> like time and place. And like, like, stilting through the yeah, aisle. Like, like, leaning on the cart, like, because you physically cannot walk. Because your calves look better this way. Yeah, you know what? Men will only love me for my calves. That's that's what I've learned <laughs> out of all of this. Uh, go home and get some hair extensions. Come back. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Uh, I didn't know I was signing up for this, but. So my notes are bleach my hair and go get hair extensions to my ass. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. And liposuction. Just cut any yeah. any inch of fat off. No man will ever love you if you have a BMI <laughs> over twenty percent. I don't even know. Oh my God. What are the numbers? I'm like, I don't know. Numbers fifteen? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, this actually is interesting because Nini was talking and doing some press for the upcoming season 12 premiere and was saying that her and Greg's new relationship is kind of this new situation. She said, we have to tune into the show to watch, but she said, it's going to be quite interesting, you know, kind of like an open marriage. You know, I'm not sure if we're going to have an open marriage, but we're definitely having a lot of open conversations. Get it, girl. I mean, I'm into it. You know what I mean? I am. I mean, I think at this rate, like, why not? 
Yeah, they've tried every. I mean, they've divorced and remarried. Like at this point, go for it. Who cares? I mean, I do feel so bad for the woman that Greg dates because, like, this is like all great on paper, and Nini's like, "Yes, be with other women," but I cannot see yeah. her being happy with him being with another woman. Like, if he really is like, "Oh, I'm spending Thursday night with uh, Chantal," I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even I know. But that, that was the the name that was right on the tip of your tongue. <laughs> well, I was uh, thinking, Lanifi, I'm spending Sunday night with Chantal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like I could hear Nini screaming about a Chantal, like very upset. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for that woman too because of Nini's wrath and also just like the the wrath of the public. Like people will be watching. To see what happens, oh, like yeah. if Greg is out, like that Trader Joe's is some gal like, with oh my the God, twelve inch heels, <laughs> fresh lipo. Yeah, he's like, I do hate girls; they're disgusting, <laughs> trash women. Only have girls. Can I actually say something controversial about Lanethia Leaks while we're on the topic? Absolutely. I am so like gut wrenched by how my relationship with Nini has turned. Uh, I never saw this for us. And I just don't feel like I'm watching the same Nini on my TV. Like, I just don't know who this person is. And I felt like this for a while and it felt confirmed at the last reunion when she refused to speak and turned her back to the whole, to like Andy and everybody Mm -hmm. and just would not indulge because they had grievances with her. I'm just like, this show has created a actual monster. Like, Nini is, like, gone. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think she came back so high and mighty and had, like, all of those shows with Ryan Murphy, and she really thought her shit didn't stink. And then slowly yep. but surely, like, those acting gigs went away, and then her relationship with Greg was kind of on the outs, and then last season watching her have to be, like, a caregiver to her, like, husband with cancer – I think she kind of, like, was really, really knocked down a peg. And because she's so prideful, she couldn't speak up for herself. She couldn't even just be vulnerable and say, like, I fucked up. Or, like, that was messed up of me. And I was in a bad headspace. And, you know, I wouldn't do that to you, Candy, whoever, whoever, whoever. Like, you know, she just couldn't do that. And that's upsetting because... She was such a fan favorite and we all loved her in the beginning because she was so open, because she was so honest and raw and like, you know, a little unhinged. But yeah, now it's like she's trying to self-produce, but in a way that's not as endearing as when Bethany does it. Because Bethany's so willing to put it out there, whereas Nini is self-producing and like mums the word. Like, I'm not going to say anything because anything can, you know, spiral into like a whole other kind of issue. And I'm actually looking at the taglines for this new season, which just came out this week. Hers okay. is, I'm on a spiritual journey and still traveling first class. That's Nini's? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, can- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moving on. Uh, Candy's is, don't check for me unless you got to check for me, which I love Candy and her ch- big, oh. big checks. <laughs> I love Candy, too. That's good. I like that. Yeah, I that's- hope she does a little, like, dust her shoulders off moment, too. Like, throw oh. it back old school. 100%. <laughs> Cynthia's is, the only time that I look back is to see how far I've come. Okay. okay. Somebody help write that, but sure. Okay. Okay. I love that. Okay. I love that. Uh, oh, God. Portia. This Phoenix oh God. has risen, and I'm saying bye, Ashes. Oh <laughs> 
I'm picking up on you. I'm literally done. Burn this recording. I don't want it out. Burn this recording. <laughs> Are you um, kidding? Thanks so much for listening to the Bravo Happy Hour <laughs> podcast. We are no longer creating what? content. Thank you. Oh my God. Can you read that one more time, please? This Phoenix has risen, and I'm saying bye, Ashes. Oh my God. I am. Literally, I'm like suddenly an old woman. Like I'm age forty years. And I'm you have like a, a fan all of a sudden. <laughs> My hair is like down to the ground. I am dead. Sorry, I keep going. I didn't mean it. Oh was- no, no, no! That that is definitely the best of the cream of the crop. Oh, oh my god! <sighs> Holy shit! Bye, ashes. I'm gonna. I cannot. I'm adapting that like today. New Instagram bio okay. immediate. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my God. That's amazing. (laughs) Kenya's is, I was gone with the wind, but now I'm back and twice as fabulous. I I love it. I I like a a branded um, opening, (laughs) like a tagline. I love it. (laughs) Eva's is, I'm living my dreams, not above my means. Like, oh. Like, okay, we get like last season, everyone was like, you're poor. Like, what are you doing? Like, you don't need to have 13 wedding dresses at your event. Like, you phys- you can't pay your bills. Like, I think they're getting prioritized. from townhouse to townhouse so quickly? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nini was pretty savage with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm excited. It comes back tomorrow night, and I'm excited for some fresh blood, like, something new yeah. to see, and the Atlanta girls usually bring it. And I think with Kenya being back is going to – hopefully bring Nini out of her shell a little bit and she can kind of come back to the Nini we know and love because Kenya is a, a worthy opponent and willing to go head to head. Whereas the other women, I think were definitely a little bit timid towards Nini because Nini will bite your head off. <laughs> yeah. I think Kenya, I mean, like I say this all the time, people, you know, Kenya is very polarizing, but like I say all the time that I think Kenya is one of those characters on the show that, like, even if you hate her, like, there are people who, like, will say that they want her off the show and they want her fired, like, she's annoying, blah, blah, blah. But it's, like, those people don't realize how much the show, like, depends on her. Like, she's yeah. incredible TV. And I think that, she, like you said, she is a worthy opponent of Nini. And I think that, like, I, I, the re- I think the reason that I love Kenya is because she is the person who says the thing sometimes that the audience, like, is screaming at their TV. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she's the one screaming on the other side of the couch that Phaedra is a fraud when nobody else is except for her. You know, so, like, I don't know. I just, I'm excited to see her hopefully put Nini, like, in her place a little bit. I mean, I think we're going to have to wait and see. But I think she's coming back. She's got to come in guns blazing. Twice as fabulous, if you will. Um, <laughs> so so I'm, I'm excited to see. And, hey, this time next week we'll be talking about what happened on the first episode. And I'm really excited. Oh, God, I can't wait to listen. We get Jersey, too. Like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. This week is so good. This is such a great week for me. <laughs> I'm like, thank God. <laughs> Finally, something to look forward to. <laughs> My babies are home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I was talking about a show that we don't know if it's coming back or not. I'm pretty sure it is. But the Shaws of Sunset cast is 
the most litigious cast I've ever seen on in the entire history of television. So we know Reza and Tommy, MJ's husband, have been going back and forth after Tommy uh, like stepped foot onto their property and like smashed everything with a bat, um, and then <laughs> said he didn't do it. It's like okay, okay, Tommy. Okay, so Reza has been granted a three-year restraining order against Tommy, and he cannot come a hundred yards uh, within a hundred yards of Reza. <laughs> I mean, like, what in God's name is happening? Extra, extra, like, not this is not necessary. <laughs> like, like. <laughs> oh my god, I love an early two thousands extra reference. <laughs> yeah, like bring it in, like. <laughs> Uh, it's not necessary three years Tommy's not gonna touch you you like aired all of his wife's dirty laundry out after her like like almost near death pregnancy situation and like of course he's gonna stand up for his wife and his baby and his fucking family and and MJ's and Tommy's from Queens like you know he's willing to go to throw down and I love that about him (laughs) I mean, this has never been a popular opinion. I've really gotten into – I've lost friends, but uh, I Story have never been a, Re- a Reza fan. Oh, I hate him. I think that he is the most toxic – I think he's one of the most like toxic people I've ever seen on Bravo, which is like really saying a lot. Um, he's just like – the way he meddles in people's business, it's not even meddling. It's like he's aggressive. Like he is like mm-hmm. – I just think he treats his friends terribly and he's always like projecting and judging people and like getting into their business in a way that's like so weird and creepy. Like that season where he was like orchestrating Mike breaking up with what's her name? Oh yeah. Jessica. Yeah. It was just so weird. Like what you're 50. Why are you like running all over a party telling secrets and like trying to orchestrate conversations, but control them. And like, it's like, girl, calm down. Nobody asked you. Yeah. And it's also like people he's known since high school. And then he positions himself to be like the best friend. And he knows everybody. But every year his main ally changes. And mm-hmm. then every year he just proves himself to be like a worse and worse friend. But then yet positions himself to be the best friend ever. And it's like we're kind of getting on to you. Like this is no right. longer. And after the entire situation with – MJ, who was bedridden, like, the months, like, the three months before she was giving birth. Like, you think you, as a friend, would maybe put some of your differences aside and say, like, my friend is really sick. She has this baby. Like, high risk. Like, all of this stuff. And rather than being there for her, he's like, oh, no, this is when I'm really going to abandon my friend who, you know, probably needs me and, like, a little bit more support and love. Imagine that. Yeah. Because everything's about Reza all the time. Even if... It's about you. It's about you through the filter of Reza. You know what I mean? Like everything's about him. Like he's just, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, even down to him, like I was grossed out by him this season that he was very blatantly pitting Asa and MJ against each other and Mm -hmm. like knowing how it would end up, like knowing that these two women that are like very clearly, you know, protective of him and like jealous and have like been positioned in his life as like his number one thing. You know what I mean? Like he like yeah. knows that he's splitting up a friendship and he's like doing it on purpose. Like I just think he's messy boots in a gross way. 
I would completely agree with that. And even like the other day on Halloween, he posted a photo and it was like Destiny and Gigi. And he's like, family, friends. I'm like, oh, okay. So this is who now you're aligning with since mm-hmm. you physically can't be near Tommy. And I think MJ is sticking by her man and it's like, good. You could say a hundred yards away from me too. Like, fuck off. Like, I don't need this. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, he's just like, I can't bear him. I can't do it. I, I think he's hilarious. Yeah. Like, I think he's really good TV, but he's just, like, a toxic person. I think he's, like, maybe subconsciously jealous of MJ. Like, he always thought, like, oh, she's my messy friend. She's never going to get what she wants because she's such a mess. But then she finds Tommy, who absolutely loves her until the day she's going to die. Like, he deals yep. with Darth Vita, like, constantly, like, forever, you know? Then they are blessed with the ability to have this baby when she's, you know, pretty not old, but like she's older for having a baby herself. And she ended up getting like all the things she ever wanted. And Mm -hmm. I think Reza is probably just jealous because he has Adam who like, what is Adam? Like Adam kind of sucks. Like, yeah, he's sweet. And like, he's been there for Reza, but you know, I, I don't get ride or die vibes. And then there's like cheating rumors between the two of them constantly. And I don't know. I just feel like he probably sees MJ's little life that she's created for herself and is like, damn, you know, she's genuinely happy. Whereas Reza's like, you know, maybe cheating on Adam and doing all these things behind his back and being sketchy. Yeah. Where MJ's like, nah, I just like live my truth. And now like I'm fortunate to like have met a great man. So and have like the cutest baby. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I don't think that he genuinely wants her to be happy. And I mean, <clears throat> do you remember the season where he and her like split up and he yeah. was just like, you're a pill addict, you're psychotic, you're mentally unstable, you have pills in your bag, you're you're a drunk. Like, it, like his true colors came out, like how he actually feels about her. And I'll like never forget that. And I don't know, I just, he's just gross. Like he just, like the way that he's treated Gigi, it's like, if you really are concerned about this girl, then why don't you stop gaslighting her on TV while you know that she like, Definitely has some sort of like addiction issues. She's like clearly unstable, but like your way of dealing with that and being a friend is to gaslight her and make her look like a complete psychopath on TV all the time. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just think he's so manipulative. Yeah, like it's not going to get any better by you making fun of her and like just constantly, yeah, like making her feel like she's crazy, where it's like, no she's a normal person and she, you know, started drinking, I think when she was 11, I think she opened up about being sexually assaulted. Like there are things that cause people to act certain ways. And if, you know, you have a friend who's so unwilling to like understand that, it just seems like what's the point after a while. And like, you know, they're all like in their forties, like, and have again, known each other for, you know, forever. And mm-hmm. you would just think that, like, he'd say, oh, you know, maybe she's going through it. So, yeah, cut her some, imagine cutting her some slack. Like, but no, he's like, let's uh, find ways to exploit her, make her look crazy on TV, you know, yep. her whole divorce thing, shame her for that. Not like, I, I don't know. I just always felt like he, yeah, would like make her seem like she was this dumb girl where she's like, yeah, you know, I'm going through it, but, you know, I'm still like a yep. good person at heart. Yeah, and like he knew that she was bad at communicating. Yeah. Like his, you know, he loves that. He loves fighting with a person who can't communicate because he's so good at articulating, you know? Yeah. And Gigi's terrible at it. So it's like she just gets crazy and pulls out like 
Hattori Hanzo swords and starts going nuts because that's all, you know, that's like how she expresses herself because she can't and he knows it and he like loves it. Dude, it's sad, but she's pregnant. So that is going to be a whole thing. I kind of think I have to see, like, I don't know if I need to see the pregnancy, but I need to see her as a mother. Me too. I would love that. Her and it's MJ for karma have... that she'll have a, a little girl that will be a, like a monster. Well, I mean, I feel like it's going to be like a Melania Judy J situation. <laughs> she'll come out with acrylics. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to grow up. Or what is it like? Yeah, like... <laughs> it will be easy. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be on the cover of Vogue magazine. <laughs> Hey, girls, why don't you play a board game? <laughs> yeah, board games. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. So do I. Well, speaking of other fun pregnancy news, this is really rogue. So Below Deck Med star Jack Stirrup, if you guys don't remember from this most recent season of Med, he was like the British guy who you could not understand. And he was with <laughs> I- Aisha Aisha Scott the entire time that they were on deck and on deck on the boat and he is now going to be a dad with his girlfriend. His girlfriend is named Kelly Hidge. She's some stylist in the UK and she had her whole Instagram announcement with her baby bump. What? I mean, she's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. And I think that he's like, like, I would literally have given up my savings. I would have ruined my credit. I... Would have let him literally ruin my life. I was, like, so smitten by him. Yeah, I would agree with you. And, like, the fact that he kind of was, like, a weird romantic with Aisha, I'm like, you've got me. Like, yeah, you can have a bed sheet that looks like like bloodstains everywhere with, like, (laughs) will you be my girlfriend? But... (laughs) Yes, I will be your girlfriend. (laughs) Like, please. Yes. For sure. And I also had a little weird straight crush on Aisha. I was like, oh, I love her. I could... Yeah. And live a happy life with her. She was a really interesting person to see on television because she was so like multifaceted and willing to mm-hmm. open up about everything, opening up about her sexual abuse, how her mother was an alcoholic, how her brother died, like all of these things that are so yep. life ruining. And so many people, probably myself included, like would have been so angry and so mad and let that like take some of the spark out of myself because of just literally being completely devastated from all these terrible things happening. And yet she like always had a smile on her face. It was always so positive, loving, open, willing, like respected herself, respected herself with Jack and like didn't have sex with him on the first night. And like, was like, we can fool around, but like you got to like do something for me to like really trust you in that kind of intimate way. And I just thought he was really good about it. And even like when they had the conversation after he made that insensitive rape joke, they had like a very like a very authentic conversation where so many men do not understand the gravity of sexual yeah. abuse and she was open and vulnerable with him and spoke to him and he registered everything she said and like Ugh. listened and that I was like completely like taken aback by cuz I'm like you never see men who uh who are like this on TV and you never see conversations like this especially on reality shows where you know the guys just like oh what like yeah. What are you telling yes. me about? You know, I just thought that that was really, really well done. So cute. So- 
<laughs> no, I agree. I was like, <laughs> that is completely. spot on. Oh my god. <laughs> no, I was like, I love their love. I was like, do I need to do a full episode about this relationship? Uh, but no, like I just. I love them together. I thought they were adorable. And I agree. Sometimes the thing with Below Deck is that, and this is like a good problem, but it's like they find such incredible talent on the show. And like the the like joy of it, but also like the, the saddest thing about it is that it's like this little short period of time that you have with them, you know? Mm-hmm. And then they're just gone. Like, and it's like every time I, I love somebody on that show, I feel like they deserve so much more. Like, Asia needs to be on a show where she's highlighted all the time. Because she's like, she's a gym. Like, I need more of her. She's amazing. Uh, I know. And it sucks because, yeah, on Below Deck, they really, like, pick and choose the strangest people to bring back for following seasons. Like, yeah. the current season of Below Deck, yeah, we got Kate. Whatever. She's a staple and it's not going anywhere. But right. Ashton being, like, the one to kind of come back was odd and i I guess he like almost died so bravo was like all right (laughs) i'll throw him another season (laughs) like he did almost like being drugged to the bottom of the ocean thing or whatever i don't know that old chestnut (laughs) (laughs) i know i thought that was a little weird too though i was like okay i mean like i'll take it on this show it's like even the people that i don't care for i could still i just enjoy watching so much i think below deck is like one of my all-time favorite Bravo shows ever, which is, like, really saying a lot. I really love it. Yeah, I kind of agree. And it's one of those shows that people, like, don't really know about it. So I'm like, no, mm-hmm. it's so good. And then you kind of have to let them know that it's probably the best show. One of the best shows on the network, I'd say. Well, that actually brings us to the end of today's episode. Troy, thank you so much for coming on. This was so great. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for having me. This was super fun. Yay, so where can people find you and follow you and listen to your great podcast? Um, my podcast is called The Smush Room. It's spelled S-M-U-S-H Room. Um, you can find it on iTunes and Stitcher and all the things. Um, I'm everywhere online at Troy McEady. It's T-R-O-Y-M-C-E-A-D-Y. Um, and yeah. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you're loving the show, head to Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review and a five-star rating. And while you're at it, head to Instagram and follow at Bravo Happy Hour to talk with fellow listeners on the episode's discussion posts. Also, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com with any super juicy gossip or just to say hi. Be sure to tune in every Monday and Thursday for more of your favorite Bravo-related news. This episode is brought to you by Nourish by Nature Made, the number one pharmacist-recommended vitamin and supplement brand. Nourish is a personalized vitamin regimen customized to you. Backed by 45 years of science, they remove the guesswork from your vitamin regimen. With thousands of happy customers, Nourish is a trusted supplement brand by many. Visit Nourish.com to create your customized package today.